Physical excellence does not of itself produce a good mind and character. On the other hand, excellence of mind and character will make best of the physique it is given. Plato. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Commerce Honing All Disciplines podcast. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. This is the last episode of Jack January, and we're going to be talking about gear or uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Mm -hmm. A lot of slang terms for it. You know, you got juice, you got gear. People say trend. Trend's not the only one. It's like a short form for one of the one of the actual drugs. You know, all these slang terms. You know, juice head. Uh, you know, roid 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 head. Uh, Jim Rats, you know, uh, I know there's a needle one in there, but I forget it. Um, mm. I hope you guys are doing well during Jack January. And today we really want to highlight, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, ugly, ugly side effects of steroids when they are abused, when they're not used in the right conditions. You know, you got teenagers on TikTok taking SARMs, taking tests. Like at like 15, 16, not realizing what it's going to do to them and, you know, not having it even close to a fully developed brain to comprehend the consequences. And this stemming from a psychological need to be bigger, to be better when that doesn't even exist, shouldn't even exist at that age, to be honest. So, you know, we're really going to break down a lot of the, you know, bad things that can happen to people. Um, and we're not going to tell you not to use it. Uh, we'll tell you to use it responsibly and we'll explain potentially when you should use it and a good criteria for that. And I personally, we're not going to go into any specifics either about um, cycles or anything. I don't have any knowledge of that. I, I'm not a steroid user. I've never taken steroids. The worst thing I've probably done is creatine, creatine. Like that's, <laughs> that's like, that's the worst thing I've done. So, you know, I'm not a steroid user. I'm natty till I die. No matter how, how much of a gains goblin I look like, I'm a little, no matter how much of a DL I look like, I kind of oh. want to live to like 80. I kind of want to live to 80. So I'm not, I'm probably never going to take steroids um, until I'm like uh, at an age where I say, okay, my testosterone is depleting. And we'll get into that later when um, adults begin to take uh, TRT or testosterone replacement therapy. And obviously being adults, it's a bit of a different decision. So, you know, let's get into what are some of the good things about steroids? What are some of these good, awesome things about steroids that happen at every age? <laughs> okay. Uh, the This is from Winchester Hospital, by the way. Oh, you want to take this, this section? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so... Yeah, so essentially... A big breakdown of steroids is the ability to promote muscle growth, increase lean body mass, which is contractile tissue, aka muscle, right? That's what when they say lean body mass, they mean muscle, they mean pure, almost pure muscle, and decrease body fat that entices teenagers to take anabolic steroids. Those striving to improve their strength, speed, and stamina often see steroids as a quick way to lift heavier weights and look bigger. So obviously with this, you know, they're so tempting as a young kid to use steroids. It's so tempting uh, at any age, honestly, to use steroids when you've been lifting and you haven't seen gains for a while. And, you know, 
the problem with steroids is they're so damn effective for most people. That's that's the real problem. Is that's what people get addicted to is they're so effective in their results. So, you know, essentially, what can you do here um, to you know remember yeah. that steroids are good, but you know, there's there's a negative side to this too. There's a lot more negatives, yeah. I would say. So faster gains, exponential gains, like it's not going to stop. Um, well, you won't plateau as quickly, right? Yeah, you know? you're not going to, that's what I mean, you won't plateau as you would naturally. And um, eat whatever you want and still grow. Yeah, and yeah, so essentially you can like be kind of lean and want to lose weight. You're still going to get gains on steroids if you want to gain mass and you're eating a crazy calorie surplus, yeah, you're going to gain a lot of mass very quickly, and a lot of it's going to be muscle, right? So it is like the end-all, be-all of supplements, essentially. That's why it has its own class. It's got its own drug use registration because it is the end-all, be-all. Uh, I say, I'll say steroids, you know, PEDs, whatever you want to call them. But uh, And there's multiple different types. Don't think I'm talking about just one, but the combination of multiple different types, which is usually referred to as stacking. People would say they're stacking. Um, you'll hear people say they're stacking supplements. You know, that's that's different than stacking uh, specific uh, types of anabolic steroids and potentially even diuretics, which we know also cause a lot of problems. And again, this will be introduced later as well. So that's the good, right? It seems short. And it is short. Trust me, it is very yeah. short. It's short-lived, which we'll also explain. So let's start getting into the bad. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to list off some side effects here. Uh, obviously, you can get addicted to it because it's a drug. Like any other drug, you can get addicted. You get addicted to watching your size grow. Um, a lot of dudes have body dysmorphia. Um Gym, gym kind of bros get body dysmorphia and then the only way to satisfy themselves is to actually keep be getting bigger all the time yeah it's called um i think the honest scientific medical term is actually bigorexia i'm not even yeah. joking it's literally yeah, called bigorexia <laughs> silly name but it's one of the most honestly incurable things and we'll also get into that later in terms of the psyche the psychology behind you know, the, the type of people who do uh, steroids not properly, right? Not mm -hmm. the people who are using properly and they go off it when they need to. You know, that's a healthy way to use it. We're talking about steroid abusers here. This is what we don't want you guys to turn into ever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so one of the side effects, another side effects I'll list, serious uh, cystic acne, um, significant sudden increases in body weight, headaches, dizziness, severe leg and abdominal cramping, and premature hair loss. Come on, man. You're a young guy. You don't want to be losing your hair before you need to. That's not good. That's not good, man. It's not necessary. Yeah, especially if you already have a genetic, like your... Predisposition. Your, yeah, your, your dad already has a... I think it's actually maternal. Yeah, it's your mother's father, usually. But both, uh, both grandparents can be looked at and, you know, if they're both bald, you're going to be bald. So this actually may not turn you off. It'll accelerate your hair loss, but it may not turn you off. So, you know, just take that into account. If you have a nice full head of hair, this will probably turn you off, especially when you're a young guy, like, like 15, mm. 16, 17, 18, 19 range, you know, 
Yeah, that's why I wouldn't do it. Can't lose the hair. Um, <laughs> only the hair. It's only for the hair that I don't exactly. do it. Of course, of course, only the hair. Uh, the entire body is affected by steroid use. Health risks involving the cardiovascular system include cholesterol modifications, heart disease, anaphylactic shock, high blood pressure, septic shock, and even death. Yeah. Um, so pretty serious, uh, serious stuff there. Yeah, I don't know how much how much worse it can get than like septic shock. That's like severe uh, infections and like your organs leaking and stuff like that is a gross and painful way to potentially yeah. die. It is very it's a scary way to potentially die. Uh, and then yeah, next one probably everybody knows about serious effects to the reproductive system. Uh, genital atrophy, genital swelling, sexual dysfunction, sterility, impotence, prostate enlargement, fetal damage, menstrual irregularities, and uh, liver and kidneys are under constant attack. Yeah, and we'll definitely say a couple examples uh, about those livers and those kidneys and all the organs that get affected by steroids. There's some really bad uh, steroid deaths caused by the overuse and the abuse of the liver and internal organs, so we'll definitely um, get into that as well. Yeah, the uh, effect on the liver is uh, cancer, jaundice, which is like liver stops working, you turn yellow. Um, tumors. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Pelosis, hepatitis. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's yeah. it. it's a, it's a, probably it's a type of like. Hepatitis. Just a type of hepatitis? Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it is, yeah. That's self-induced, uh, probably, which is kind of scary. Mm. Damage to your kidneys uh, includes kidney stones, kidney disease, kidney malfunctions, uh, also another critical organ. Um, taking steroids can affect your skin as well, acne, oily skin, uh, rashes, red spots on the body, hives. Um, increased body hair, but still bald on your head, uh, and, and increased increased facial hair in women. Yeah, like, dude, like, you're a young guy, and you're getting shredded, right? And imagine your whole body flares up with, like, acne and purple spots and red spots and scars. Like, these scars mm. don't go away. That's the This is the problem. Like, this is permanent potential damage when you start taking it too young, when you're not using correct dosages, when your body's not prepared to be using it, like you haven't even peaked at testosterone, you haven't even peaked with your diet, you haven't peaked with your exercise, and you're just using it willy-nilly. Like, this is no joke. The amount of people I've seen on TikTok, the amount of people I've seen, uh, Derek, more place, more dates, like breakdown, you know, young teens getting SARMs, young teens doing like tests, doing actual, you know, anabolic steroids. It is gross. Like, it's mm. gross, man. You got these, like, oh, I saw one guy's back and chest, chest, right? So it's not your back. You can hide your back. You can't hide your chest when you take your – not hiding your chest when you take your shirt off. No way. So, like, this dude's chest, the center of it and all around the outside was, like, swollen and red and had these, like, big, big pimples, acne that would, like, pop when he would exercise because the blood would rush him. I was like, oh, I don't even want to get into it, man. It was gross. It was yeah. gross. I feel so bad for that dude, but like you gotta know the risks so you can not like do this stuff. 
teens are going through puberty at those ages, man. Like you're 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 adding hormones to your body, which is already trying to regulate the hormones that you already have. Like, dude, dude, you got to be smart about this. Like, you cannot, you cannot be silly about steroids. No, no, that's terrible. Uh, other side effects include uh, edema, bone pain, nausea, chills, diarrhea, insomnia, deepening of the voice, and changes in bowel and urinary habits. Uh, mm-hmm. This is from Bodybuilding Magazine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just like, that's not all the side effects. That's not everything that can happen to you. It's a lot of it. It's most of it. But there'll stuff. There'll be, there will be stuff, uncommon side effects that might happen to specific people. So, you know, uh, if you're a young guy and you're scared right now, good. This is the whole purpose. If you're under like 23, 24 and you're scared right now, yeah, you should be. I hope you're scared right now. This is the I'm this scared. is the point of this. Good, you good. I'm scared, dude. I don't want to touch the stuff. You know, I'm not a professional. I'm not going to be a professional. I don't need it ever. I don't need mm. it ever except when, you know, I I think I'm I'm old enough to say all oh, my body's actually declining and I want a little boost when I'm much older. I'm talking my fifties, right? These are the exceptions to like the average person getting it was, would be for TRT. But, um, you know, the whole point of being a young guy is maximizing test up to your peak age. You have to maximize your test up to your peak age. And this requires exercise daily. This requires a good nutrition, a good diet. This requires, you know, taking those necessarily and unharmful supplements, right? It requires a lot of work to peak that test. And imagine you are a bodybuilder. You want to be a pro. You've worked your butt off to peak your test by like 25, 26, 27. And you start taking steroids then, man, you're going to be an animal. Your likelihood for, we call this, um, I think, maximum potential muscle growth. I think that's the term that's kind of used is, is way higher at that age. Because your test is already peaked. You're already making, you're creating the most muscle while burning the most fat. And then imagine you add steroids to that in a small amount and you and you slowly increase as you get older, right? Based on a coach, based on a doctor's opinion, based on a professional, you know, you do it properly. So your um, myostatin, which is essentially the um, thing that will inhibit or uh, assist in the production of essentially telling your body to produce more uh, hormones, specifically testosterone, you know, your myostatin inhibitors won't be activated as early on because your body's like, oh, we're peak test right now. So let's like, that's good. That's good. And then we're going to add slightly a little bit. Okay, cool. Your body gets used to that. That's when you plateau on steroids, right? When your myostatin inhibitors essentially pick up on your body, adding excess external uh, testosterone, right? Cause that's, that's the point of every steroid essentially is to increase the testosterone overall. Um, some will probably make you leaner and more vascular, but you know, usually anabolic steroids are for the increase of testosterone, which produces all these results. So, you know, you peak, you haven't even peaked. You haven't even come close to peaking. You're not even 20 and you're going to try steroids. Like, don't, don't dude, just don't your chances are you're going to regret it. And, and we're going to get into it later. Like it, it gets worse. Like you think this is bad now. Like we have some, we have some worse stats for you, especially for teens who take steroids so let's um from here let's get into the ugly let's get into the ugly side of uh of bodybuilding you know the real people that it's affected the real um the real human beings that it's affected yeah so 
I'm just going to read the, uh, give a couple examples of some actual dudes who uh, have been affected by this. Uh, yeah, to start, Ronnie Coldman, uh, famous bodybuilder. Um, I think he's a great bodybuilder, to be honest. Me too. But, I think he's uh, one of the best, his body, the best of all time. Yeah, his, at this point, his body is basically destroyed. Um, mm. I think his his spine is basically... Um, it's like fused. One, one bone, yeah, it's all fused <laughs> together. This dude, this dude got like that solid spine. <laughs> it's like, imagine Mortal Kombat, like the dude rips out your spine, it's just like one piece. <laughs> like that's what it's like that's what his spine is like i'm pretty sure all his discs are fused i'm pretty sure or most of them it's crazy it is crazy if you see this guy right now it's he is yeah. suffering man he's a trooper but he's suffering man you see him trying to move around he's just like you can tell he just can't even he can't move his neck he can't can't sit properly no. but yeah he obviously used a lot of roids as well um mm. you know that Back injuries probably from when he lit, uh, lifted like 800 pounds squat, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Ain't nothing but a peanut. Yep. <laughs> Poor guy though. Just yeah, I definitely feel bad for the guy. Uh, and I don't think they knew the risks at that time as much either. And if they did, you know, probably not. If they did, you know, he's a trooper for being able to say, you know, I knew the risks and I was willing to do it because I love this sport and I would die for this sport. But uh, there are definitely parts of life that can be worse than death, uh, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and then another <clears throat> example, Trevor Smith, excessive heart strain from steroid use, steroid use and being just so massive. So this guy... This guy was at his peak, four hundred pounds, and six foot one or two, so he was huge, like huge, and essentially he way overdid it with the size. He way overdid it with the roids, you know, way overdid it with the exercise probably too, and just essentially killed himself with that excessive heart strain, that massive. You know, your heart's not supposed to be that big. Like, his heart was probably yeah. touching his ribs at that point, right? So, you know, guys like that, that's got to be one of the worst uh, one of the worst things. And then we have Andreas Munzer. So, Andreas Munzer, um, he was obsessed with being absolutely shredded. He was so obsessed with being shredded. He wanted like zero body fat. He literally wanted no body fat. He wanted striations in every muscle. He wanted to be massive. He wanted it all. And I, I would say he's one of the most tragic incidences of bodybuilders that this has happened to. So Andreas Munzer essentially died of organ failure. And what happened was he was on so much diuretics that his organ, that he literally just didn't have enough hydration probably to keep them lubricated to even stay inside his body and function properly so they probably ripped apart right mm. and he, and and th this is the type of septic uh damage that'll happen when your organs rip apart like that on the inside uh he was sent to the hospital after feeling abdominal pain and essentially the doctors you know probably cut him open and essentially said yeah we can't even fix this guy he is so much organ failure it was like soup they said it, because mm. it was just so much blood and um you know, organic matter 
that just piled up in his body from all the from way too much abuse, man. And that's that's definitely from the psychological addiction of this is that overusage. But they found after with the autopsy, he had a massive heart, right? Probably from the GHD, which is um, you know, human growth hormone essentially. Or sorry, HGH, not H GHG, HGH. Um, so he had a massive heart. His liver was covered in tumors, and doctors described it as a messy, uh, styrofoam sprawled object, like just totally destroyed, essentially. And wow, you know, I think he actually essentially started bleeding out of his stomach because his skin was so tight it ripped apart as well. Like, this is a bad, bad one. You know, dehydration is a huge thing. Uh, you got to be making sure you drink enough water and imagine you're on diuretics and you're on all these steroids and your body's failing and you're still like probably working out or posing like these dudes are dedicated, but they will die for this sport, which is very, you know, it's unfortunate. Now we have some people who had bigorexia, but maybe didn't want to go the same road as bodybuilders. They wanted to do a little bit more uh, cheating, I would say. So these are our synthol kings. Mm. Yeah, uh, Greg Valentino had massive arms and uh, bad hygiene and caused to get infected. Uh, so his arms needed to be drained from all the buildup. Yeah, so of, uh, essentially he he would reuse needles, right? Mm, they would cause disgusting bro. infection. He tried, like, you know, repairing his arms by himself with, like, the synthol popping and building up all this gross stuff in his arms. Like... Uh. So, dude, he made a video. There's a video of him online probably somewhere, still to this day, because he did upload it somewhere, of him trying to drain his right arm, I believe, of all the synthol and the gross stuff in it. And he was just bleeding everywhere. Like, do you really want to get to that point, man? I don't think most people would, but, like, dude, do you really want to get to that point? If it's at the point you're, like, basically doing uh doing surgery on yourself <laughs> yeah you're like a drug you're and, like a drug addict you'll do anything to get your fix and you'll do nothing to get fixed essentially it's just crazy yeah. man just gross that's a weird that's a weird drug because like it's not the the substance itself it's like seeing yourself after you put mm -hmm. it in is what is the drug yeah and it's not even real it's like this fake juice you put in yourself to inflate yourself it's like gross as hell yeah Oh, man. Um, and there's a lot of guys like that. You know, you might have seen Synthol King. Literally, I'm pretty sure he's literally called Synthol King. I forget his name, but he has these huge arms. He's had them drained. He's had them refilled. Like, he has a mental issue. He's a psychological mm. issue that needs to be fixed. You know, I don't know what doctor supplies him. I don't think he lives in, like, uh, you know, I don't think he lives in a most um, regulated country, let's say. I don't think he does. So he can probably get that Synthol whenever he wants and. You know, he's had all these issues. You've probably seen him before if you're on any sort of bodybuilding uh, videos or forums or TikToks. Like, guy's got gross arms. Um, and that's uh, that's pretty much it for the ugly. And uh, next we have the bodybuilders who have actually died from steroid abuse and steroid-related issues. So I think uh, you can list these ones off and rest in peace to every one of these guys. They were all very uh, dedicated bodybuilders, but unfortunately passed way, way too soon. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, we have, and apologies if I mispronounce any names, Edward uh, Kilwak, 
Daniel Sarah Secarici. Yeah, Carlos Rodriguez. Uh, Nasser L. Satanabe. Sonny Schmidt. Frank Hillebrand. Ray Menser. Mike Menser. Mohamed uh, Benazia. Eric Frum. Vince Comerford. Uh, Greg Kovacs. Vieto Abbasfor, Rich Piana, Mike Margarazzo, Dallas McRaver, Dan Puckett, Art Attawood, Honorable Mentions, uh, Kimbo Slice, and Z's Aziz uh, Shaverson. Yeah, rest in peace to all our wonderful bodybuilders who were taken way too soon you know wish we had more arnold's around and these guys would have definitely been those beauties we would have looked up to uh nowadays but unfortunately they all passed i think relatively within the next the last 20 years most of these guys passed away you know ziz is super popular online in young bodybuilding communities you know he doesn't want you to die of a heart disease he doesn't want you to die of uh you know taking too much taking too much drugs uh, in a hot tub in Thailand, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, that's what happens, man. You want to enjoy your life and you did mm-hmm. something that was not good and you exacerbated a problem you probably already had and you know, you can't enjoy your life anymore because you die. Good luck enjoying your life when you're dead or you're in pain or you can't walk, right? These are very unfortunate circumstances that do happen to people and, and they will not stop happening if people continue to abuse these types of drugs and Kimbo Slice, I believe, died of an enlarged heart or severe heart problems probably like very likely brought on by steroids as well which he did test mm-hmm. positive for um you know no one wants to see you go like that man like rich when rich piana passed away everyone was like dude it was a huge hit if you watched rich piana you know mm-hmm. the five percent type guys like he had the music he had everything going for him he was one of the funniest ones probably arguably he's a real character man and it's like imagine we could have seen him you know, 10 years from now doing live stuff. Same with the Zits, right? We're all going to make it. Let's see him in his 30s. Let's see him in his 40s. But, uh, you know, they're gone way, way too soon. And we don't want our young guys, our young bodybuilders who we love to go um, like they did. We don't because I love I love all these bodybuilding TikTok kids, like trying their best, working out. Like they look phenomenal, like 17, 18, 19. Hopefully most of them are natty, but you know, they're really dialed in, man. I'd love uh, if they wanted to become professional and hope they get the right advice and, you know, do what they need to do to, to achieve that. Well said. Yeah. Very well said. Uh, so now we should discuss the uh, psychological condition, the psychological side of it, um, how it becomes an addiction. This guy, these guys just never um, – never feel like they're big enough, which is, uh, as you mentioned, an actual term called bigorexia. Mm-hmm. And even, um, you know, if you speak to uh, therapists and professionals who deal with uh, uh, eating-related disorders or, let's say, body dysmorphia-related disorders, um, bigorexia is one of those ones where they it's very, very difficult, if not maybe impossible to fix. Because it's so deeply ingrained, I think, in these men that that do this and and some women as well that, you know, they just can't, they can't stop. You know, it's not that they won't stop. No, no, they cannot stop. They will go till they drop. And it's just, 
like how do you start how do you start like that is probably you know down a bad path right where you had a bad uh something bad happened to you and maybe use bodybuilding your outlet and you say oh, i need to get as big as possible for whatever reason and it just didn't it yeah. doesn't end well it just doesn't seem like it ends well for any of these people that we mentioned and there's how many people probably that are not on the list not professionals that this has happened to that we don't even know about probably countless man and and i know statistically like I think about 10 to 15% of young teenagers are trying to look at steroids or um, body enhancing uh, substances at such an early age that it's just like, they are not going to last, man. They're not going to last very long. And we don't want you guys being statistics. We don't want you to end up as a statistic. So, um, you know, the reality is now we have to talk about who should use PEDs, who should use steroids, right? And I know some people say, oh, there is no age. I believe there is age. I believe there is a ripe, riper age, right? You know, um, there is an age where you can, you know, fight off the side effects and you're probably a bit calmer and you're more dialed in and you're more committed, right? So let's let's get into that. So who, our first type of person, right, is, is who's our first type of person who should potentially use PEDs? Professionals. Um yeah, people who have the highest potential. So mm-hmm. professional athletes who are willing to take the risk or even um, just like, yeah, like a normal, like a, you don't have to be a full on professional, but if you're serious, you know, and you know what the risks are and you, you can weigh that with the rewards and make your decision. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely good. Uh, first, I guess, uh, principle of who should take them as well secondly is people who are old enough to completely understand the risks and still make that decision right and this goes hand in hand with this like by the time you're 23 is a little young um again because you haven't peaked testosterone likely but uh you know by the time you're 23 24 25 26 you're on the way to peaking uh your testosterone your male age so you know around that age and you've been training for so long, you know, you're dialed in nutritionally, uh, you're dialed in with your exercise, you're dialed in with your sleep, you have good balance where you can live a normal, like relatively normal life or the life you enjoy and, you know, still go to the gym and still, you know, keep it up every single day, every damn day. And, you know, you could be a bit, you may need to be a bit older. You may need to be 25. Um, very likely, you may need to be 25, 26, even 27, but very likely, you know, if you've been working out for five to 10 years, you know, maybe to 15 years, potentially, if you're 15 or 14, you start working out it and you, you want to start using steroids at, you know, 28, 29, 30, you know, you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. You know, chances yeah, are you're, you're kind of, old enough to make that decision. You've shown you're that you've, uh, you're, you're willing to put in the work. It's a consistent habit. So it's not like you're just going to stop. Yeah, and you're and the coach you have uh, is happy to help you with your cycle. You know they're a professional. They've been with people who have experience. They they do doctor tests. They make sure your heart doesn't have problems. They make sure your organs don't have problems before going into it. They make sure you know you are trying to peak that testosterone before getting into it, so you um, you get that uh, plateau a lot later uh, in life, right? And you're cycling properly. You know after those t- after that time that you put in after that dedication. You know, after that real work that you put in for years, uh, years of nutritional efforts and coaching efforts and professionals 
who have studied you and said, okay, you are safe to take, you are as safe as possible to take these, um, these types of substances, you know, I think that's when you can finally say, okay, I am the type of person who should use this, right? And, you know, if you're outside of that loop and you want to use this type of stuff, you know, I don't condone it. I personally don't condone it. Um, I don't even condone it at a professional level, to be honest with you, right? But at the same time, people are going to do what they want. So let's hope that they do what they want with the safest possible measures so they have the greatest longevity and they can continue to, you know, astound us on stage for years to come, right? And and hopefully retire and live a nice retirement as well off of the substances or adjusted where they're not killing themselves and we can actually enjoy them into their late age as we enjoy ourselves, right? That's what I really hope uh, people take into consideration if they're going to start using this type of stuff. Mm. And make sure yeah, you get that blood work done, that physical done, you know, get everything in order, get all your ducks in a row, you know? Sorry. Yeah, there's definitely a, a smart way to go about it versus a, a stupid way to go about it. And a way, a way in which you're not going to harm yourself um, as bad as you might. Um, yeah, I was, I always admire a guy like Stallone, who was, was natty when he's young, and then as he's gotten older, is uh, moved on to uh, hormones. Yeah, and he's doing pretty well, like all things considered. I think he does have some joint damage, but uh, mm -hmm. that's just because of overuse. And, uh, you know, now we have supplementation, which uh, helps with all that stuff. Uh, you can do yeah. collagen suppl supplementation and, you know, your ice baths and you can do, which help with joint health and your immune system. And you can do your infrared saunas and there's all these things that can help you stay long, stay with your longevity going into um, your old age after, you know, years of years of bodybuilding. And hopefully you keep that diet up and you're doing it in a smart way that you can live out to like Stallone or to like, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger who you know, is really looking pretty decent right now, although I don't agree with him on everything in terms of his uh, politics, let's just say. But, mm. you know, at the very minimum, he was like a, the father of bodybuilding for a lot of people, right? And I actually believe last year, who was it that passed away? One of his best friends, uh, Franco Colombo. And Franco yeah. Colombo, uh, I think he was in his uh, 70s, which is pretty good, right? It's pretty good. You can say he probably lived a pretty full life, I would assume. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, that's, a, that's like, you know, the risks and you know, you're going to die slightly earlier than probably the average age, but you're willing to take that risk and still live the life you enjoyed before you pass on. So that's a good, hopefully that's a good example for people of attempting to take this stuff. So now we have a, we have a little excerpt from, um, Derek from more plates, more dates. Yeah. I'll give that a read. I knew how to lift heavy and train hard, but my knowledge about dieting and learning how to prime my metabolism was not where it needed to be. As a result, I spent a fair bit of time on hormones, wasting muscle building potential and getting fat when I didn't need to. For the majority of men, you have so only have so many cycles in the tank before you get to a point where you either A, have accelerated in the miniaturization of your hair follicles, and are forced to stop using hormones to prevent further hair loss, or B, 
have a health issue that forces you off your hormones. Uh, this is why it's so incredibly crucial to fully understand how to diet, train, and how to milk the most of uh, out of intelligent doses as possible. So, as he's saying, basically you can only take steroids so many times before it gets out of hand and it's not healthy anymore. Right? And like you said, you'll lose your hair or you'll have another health issue that uh, that could be catastrophic as we uh, sort of listed in the beginning all the uh, things that could happen. Yeah. And then, um, you know, this guy, this, uh, this man, Derek, he has a lot of experience with steroids. He's done a lot of research firsthand, uh, secondhand, you know, talk to real users, talk to real coaches, uh, looks at the study. So he is a trusted source. I would say he's one of the most trusted source right now on YouTube uh, and the internet in general for um, steroid and bodybuilding information in general. And, um, you know, probably many of you know who he is and probably many of you use him. We'll definitely link him down in the channel. Uh, another YouTuber that I personally like who's kind of funny and can be silly sometimes, but, you know, still has some pretty good steroid information is Greg Doucette. So I definitely recommend both of those guys. And, um, you know, now we kind of want to get into uh, hyper responders and poor responders. So you'll see guys like uh, Chris Bumstead. Chris Bumstead is by far a hyper responder to steroids. His genetics off and on steroids are phenomenal. You probably can't much better get better than him, uh, and he is the winner of, I believe, the classic uh, Olympia, just this last one that occurred, as well as a bodybuilder who I don't believe is really doing bodybuilding anymore because of too many injuries, but Callum Von Moger looked phenomenal um, You know, after his steroid usage. He was definitely a genetic hyper-responder. You know, those are the type of guys who know their muscle potential. They know that um, they could potentially look better, and they've maxed themselves out essentially on their muscle growth, their muscle potential. So when they use it, they look phenomenal and they like earn that usage almost that safe usage. Right? They seem to be very good health other than Callum who constantly gets injured because he mm. lives up quite a wild lifestyle, but he's an Aussie. So what do you expect? Um, <laughs> and then there's poor responders, right? There's people who do steroids and they don't look good and their muscles kind of spread apart weird and they got weird insertion. And like, that's why you have to know your potential um, before you start using, uh, you know, you'll see uh, bodybuilders with Steinerism, which is essentially that gap they get in their chest, um, as well as that bubble gut, right, from that over usage of steroids and not doing enough conditioning in that area. Like, you know, you don't want to turn into a guy like that. It's just not cool. So make sure you're not abusing this type of stuff if you are going to use it. Yeah, it's interesting that's not like, People might not consider that. They'll think, oh, I'll just take this and then I'd, like really fast I'll look great. But, you know, it's still a lot of it depends on your genetics. Mm -hmm. um, it was uh, Ronnie Coleman when he was on Joe Rogan said, it's like, yeah, I was on like, they were talking about steroid use. He goes, yeah, so what? I was on steroids. So was everybody else. I still have the best genetics, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the hard work doesn't go away. The dieting doesn't go away. If anything, it gets more dialed in when you're on steroids because your body changes. You actually have to change mm -hmm. almost your your um, your um routine based on the steroids that you take. And, you know, you might even change the type of exercises you do. Um, Ray and Mike Menser 
were famous with, um, I think, one other bodybuilder, I forget his name, who created the Nautilus machine, essentially. And their type of exercise was called HIT, which is high-intensity training. And essentially, they would train to failure like once a week in one muscle group, like every other week, right? So they were probably steroid genetic hyper-responders who were able to do this type of exercise and maximize its potential because they look phenomenal. But they both died in their early 50s. So you got to take that into account, right? Like your genetic hyper-responder, you may have been abusing it. And it may cause you a very early death, very unfortunate early death. So, you know, you got to be cognizant of what's going on before you put that stuff in your body. Anything like that, especially for our young guys on SARMs, I I really recommend, uh, you know, just getting off that stuff as much as possible. Because this next uh, quote is actually a little, it's not a little shocking. It's very shocking and it's going to predict your future essentially. So if you'd like to read that for us. Yeah. A very serious issue is the fact that teens who use steroids for two to three months face dying in their 30s and 40s. Taking steroids is very tough on teens uh, physiologically. Many teen steroid users have what is called roid mania. This includes wild aggression and delusions. Yeah, and I've heard so much about the roid mania. How crazy! It, like it makes you crazy, essentially, especially when you're a young guy and your brain again is developing. Uh, your body's developing and now you're starting to overproduce hormones and it can make you think like the world's out to get you. Like you become schizo. Like you heard of guys like their girlfriend would look at someone and be like, are you cheating on me? Like they'll go nuts. They'll break stuff randomly. They'll spaz out yeah. in the gym. They'll spaz out outside. Like it's a very real psychological condition. It may even add to their addiction, right? Because they may feel so powerful and so, um, you know, untouchable that they'll just keep doing it, keep doing the roids and, you know, never stop, never stop, and keep having that horrible attitude that may cause them to die in their, you know, early 30s and 40s, and it probably will, right? It's yeah, it's just very scary, right? If you're a kid who's on steroids right now, if you're a young guy, get off it right now. Get off it as soon as possible. Wait. Try to rebuild your metabolism. Rebuild your testosterone. Do your blood work. You know, fix yourself now, and in another 5 to 10 years, you know, give it another go if you really, really want to, right? Because mm-hmm. you know probably what's going to happen to you very likely. So for those of you who's made massive mistakes already, for those of you who's probably taken steroids for, for two to two months to a year and you're 15 to maybe 20, you know, your life expectancy is dramatically decreased. So the best thing you can probably do uh, if you want to maximize your life expectancy and you still have the goal of being a bodybuilder is, you know, take that time off. See what you can do to repair what you have. And then start back up again later, right? Hopefully you can be patient. Hopefully you're not a victim of bigorexia. Hopefully you're not a victim of all these psychological disorders that come with or exacerbate the problem of, you know, insane bodybuilding, crazy bodybuilding. I really hope that's none of you guys. But if you're listening, you know, really take into account this stuff. And, you know, you can get pissed off at me. That's fine. Um, I don't care. Like... People don't like it when people tell them not to do certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not telling you not to do it. If you're going to do it, just try to do it as safely as possible. You know, I'm not doing specific dosages, right? I'm not qualified to do that, but I am qualified to say, you know, when is a person able to make a good decision? You know, most people are able to figure out what that is, right? Especially if you've been working out for a long time and you're a bit older, right? You're in your early 20s now and you know, okay, I know what this does to people. I know what it can do. And I'm not opposed to people doing it because they are going to do what they want, but I really, really hope 
and pray and we'll make a whole episode on it in order yeah. for them to kind of wise up and uh, <laughs> not do stupid bullshit. So. Because uh, we want we want these young bodybuilders around for into their 50s and uh, and light longer. I want my kids to be able to look up to you guys, man. That's the reality. I want my kids, I want your own kids to be able to look up to you. And if you're an abuser of a substance, man, it's going to be very tough. It's going to be mm-hmm. very tough for your kids to look up to you. You might not even be able to have kids. Who knows with the, you know, general swelling and, and problems that that has. So really consider this stuff. If you're less than 18, really consider it. If you're less than 25, you know, really consider it. And around that age, around 25, you can probably say, okay, I've done it long enough. I can talk to a professional. I can talk to a coach and I can get into it and, and not feel too bad about it and know that I can do it safely and not be stupid and do your research. And, you know, it's, it's a decision you can't undo. And it's that simple. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, permanent effects. So obviously when you're old enough, know the, know the consequences. And uh, I think that's a good, good place to wrap it, man. Yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you uh, you make good decisions. That's it. That's all I can help you. Just make good decisions. I second that. No man has the right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. It is a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. Socrates. Mm-hmm.